Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a For the very first episode of N4G Radio 2017, people seem thrilled that 2016 is over. So, here we are. It's 2017. Another number. Yay. Yay. <laughs> the Yay. end of the year. <laughs> Just make sure you uh, mess up your check writing. Yeah, exactly. I think fuck 2016 was trending all last night. Which is fun. I, I think it. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the I guess there was a Mariah Carey performance that was. Uh, oh yeah, I heard about that, but I haven't seen that. What happened? I I I actually flipped it on because this is the first year that my son we let him stay up for the ball drop, and ah, yeah. I I switched it over to I guess it was that one. Um, the and she just was like walking around on stage like, I like everything was wrong. Like she wasn't singing. She just kept talking in the mic like I don't know what's going on. I don't like she was high or something. Really? It was kind of hilarious because it's live. So Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, live performance that can happen with that. I remember that Saturday night live performance where they played the wrong track. Yes. And then, yeah. Well, this uh, one this one like the the her dancers were trying to get her to do the routine and she was just like laughing and trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. She's she's bonkers. She's mad as a box of frogs. That woman. Yeah, she that was weird. And the only it was funny because you know the the difference in what you're because my son's watching it. He's like, why isn't she wearing pants? <laughs> she, she's got to be cold. It's the middle of winter. She doesn't have on any pants. <laughs> yeah, that probably she was she performing outside. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was outside. Oh, that's that's cold. Times Square. They yeah, said, they said it was forty-five degrees. So I mean, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I, I figured it'd be something like twenty, or t- it gets really cold in New York yeah, when the wind is blowing. Well, it's supposed to rain, you know, because it's Christmas. It rained on Christmas here, mm. so you know we had a wet Christmas. Uh, you know, I I prefer wet Christmas over like really like seven ten inches of snow because I have to clean that shit up. Yeah, I do too. That sucks. It sucks. It's good for the kids, though. They love they love snow. Yeah, so they have to clean it up. The the one snow that we had here, my son got to play in the front yard while I was shoveling the driveway, and he kept throwing snowballs at me in the driveway. I'm like, son, 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 I, I have to shovel that back up. Let's let's keep it let's keep it in the yard, okay? Let's just keep it in the yard. It'll be fine. But anyway, 2017 time to start new games. Old games are done, but we're gonna talk about old games because. There's only one game coming out this week, which... Is there a game coming out this week? There is a game coming out this week. 
Wow. It's, it's as exciting as you might think it would be, but I'm going to hold that for later. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, I don't want to spoil. Is killing me. I don't want to spoil <laughs> that one. The anticipation is killing me, Ken. I don't know if I can hold on. I know. There's, it's one game. Oh, man. Oh, man. It must be the game. It is the game of January. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, John, what do you what would you yeah. play over the holidays? Do you have a good Christmas? Oh crap! Yes, I did. Thank you. I forgot. There's no justice. Um, Gambasaur Drew. So shit. I'm first. Uh, yes, I did. Thank you very much. It was wonderful. Nice three days off. Three. Um, three. Yeah, I know. I'd uh, I'd go back into work Boxing Day, but I had Christmas Day, and then the two days prior to that off, which was was great. Uh, it is nice when you work in retail, and you, some people are unfortunate enough to to only get the one day off. And in some uh, some cases, not even that. So shit, um, I'm still off. Nice. I, I my <laughs> last day my last day at work was December twenty second, twenty third. Well, lovely. Um, yeah, I'm not office based, unfortunately. So it's, uh, but that, you know, that's that's the way it is. Um, but I had a great time. Um, I didn't in, in three days we I traveled to Laura's uh, parents. So. Um, not a huge amount of game playing, although I did manage to uh, t- take my Vita, so I played a little bit of uh, SteamWorld Heist, uh, which is just such a wonderful game and will probably be making an appearance for me in the top 10 because it was so well-crafted. And they've announced, uh, Image and Form, they've announced that they've got a new SteamWorld game coming out in 2017. So I'll be interested to see, you know, they, they took on that sort of, uh, with SteamWorld Dig, that kind of platformy style of game, and then with Heist, more of a uh, uh, what do you call those XCOM type games? Like not an RTS, but um, turn-based action game uh, that was done so well. So I'll be pleased. Uh, looking forward to seeing what we're going to do next. Uh, so I played a bit of that. Um, played some more Overwatch. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did absolutely. Tell me, tell me about like your experience so far. Like, who, what kind of heroes are you gravitating towards? Like, what what kind of modes you playing and stuff like that? Well, um, I played a bit more of it solely because uh, I've got three friends that I generally play Molly play with on the uh, the PS4, uh, and one of them got it for Christmas, and so it was like we, there was one of the other lads had it, and so there's three of us we were able to group together. Generally, I've been playing with those those guys. Uh, we've been playing the uh, seasonal modes, so um, three on three, which is actually quite a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame; it's, it's just I think it's just the one map on that, um, which is a small map because it needs to be to keep the the game flowing. Um, did get into a couple of matches where somebody knew a glitch that caused them to actually get into the scenery, so they could shoot out, but you couldn't shoot in. Um, so that was a solid experience slightly, but most of the time it's fun, even if you lose, you know, we're not that great at the game, you know, me, me and one of the other guys is like level 13, one of the others like in the mid twenties, we're not super great at it, but because it's with friends and it's just a nice experience because you can play that game and it's, you, you don't encounter many idiots, um, uh, or shouters, you know, or things like that. And we, we, you know, we're in a private chat when we do it anyway. But um, it's so much fun, and I'm a bit late to it. I'm, I haven't played it nowhere near as much as you guys have as early as you got uh, early as you guys did. But um, 
things like the three-on-three, the uh, mode where you don't select who you're playing as, and it changes each time in the season. Or I can't remember which one that is. Um, um, Mystery six. Heroes, it's called. And so we've been playing a lot of that. So as such, it's like I've not been picking a character. It's generally um, uh, obviously chosen for you. There are ones that I get on with more than others. Uh, so, for example, Soldier 76, I, uh, I kind of enjoy. He's certainly good three-on-three, three, um, as is uh, Farah, because uh, rocket launchers, you know, it's, it's quite a good weapon when there's just three of you on a small map. Um, I really enjoy Bastion. I know that it's not fashionable to <laughs> enjoy Bastion, but he's actually a really good character. Uh, Torbjorn as well. That, that turret's really good on defence. Um, I don't like uh, Tracer um, simply because it's. I spend half my time watching her reload. Um, because I'm not as good as everybody else, my aiming isn't as great. So but, I, so, but, but John, you, you love her authentic British accent, don't you? It's the, um, it's the best. You, know that, it's, yeah, you love absolutely. it? It's, yeah, yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt. It's the favorite the Calvary's the here, love! Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, love it. I mean, yeah. Um, not racist at all. Um, and so I don't get on too much with Tracer. Um, whoa, 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 back up. What? Racist. Tra- yeah, the British accents. It, I don't. British isn't a race. Well, technically, it is. Is it? It's well. It's um. I. Well, yeah. It's uh, it's not a color, but. You can be racist to somebody from a country, regardless of color. You can be racist towards the French, and they're the same color as. The I don't. I don't. I don't think you call uh, the terminology racist is not used for that thing that you're talking about, though. I think. Oh, okay. I think there's a different terminology for that, but I don't know what it is because I don't really I care also, about that stuff. <laughs> you're you're a communist. That's what it is. Mm. I uh, also only used it as a um, joke about their <laughs> poor British accent. Um, so let's let's really not jump into that. Oh come on, let's have this conversation. Let's start 2017 no, let's, proper. Let's let's not. Um, come governor, come on. Shiny shoes. Um, oh, so uh, other characters I'm getting on with too. I like his, uh, which is the one that plays. That's Sidiana. Yeah, I like him. He's quite cool. Mm-hmm. I don't like Hanzo or Genji at all. Um, mm-hmm. You don't like the Japanese? That's racist. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, um, with Hanzo, I don't like the fact that it's a long reload. That's for skilled players. Um, and with Genji, it's all, it's mostly um, up close and personal, and I'm not good enough to get up close and personal. Um, I'm also quite good at support characters, so uh, characters like um, uh, quite quite good, uh, he says. Quite well, quite okay proper, good. With... proper good, proper good, proper proper. I'm okay. Oh god, shut up. <laughs> um, the what's the one that's got the angel wings? That's mercy. mercy. Like mercy, thank you. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm getting used to these characters, um, and I also like Black Widow. It's quite good. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying that. I will definitely play some more. Uh, whether I, I don't think I'll play any before the winter uh, event ends. That's second, isn't it? It's it's tomorrow's um, the last day, Monday, today. Uh, so listen to this. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I got I got a few cool skins. Uh, as I said to you guys before the show, I got um, uh, Roadhog's uh, Rudolph skin, which was quite good. I also got. 
um, Soldier 76 Evil Knievel skin, which is uh, also quite funny. Um, so, you know, that's cool. Um, played a little bit of Marvel versus No, Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, because I picked that up in the sale. Uh, they had both of those for £25. So I thought, well, I'll give that a shot. That, it's a shame that it's a typical Activision remaster in the fact that with some remasters, you can tell work has been done. With this, it just, it looks like you remember it looks. It, it's not great, but it's still a relatively fun game. Um, never played two, so I'll it's be interested to game. see... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that compares. But if I remember rightly, um, the first one didn't, when I played it originally, didn't take me too long to get through. I think it was maybe 12, 14 hour game. So um, I've got some time off coming up soon. So I think I'll play through that and try and finish it and then get on to two. Um, what else did I play? Oh, uh, I picked up quite a few things in the sales. Uh, January sales have been quite good for. Uh, for PlayStation 4. So along with the Marvel Ultimate Alliance bundle, I picked up the Resident Evil bundle, so 4, 5, and 6, um, which I haven't played yet, but uh, considering you guys have a go at me for not having ever played 4, uh, I thought I might download those. Uh, I also picked up and played uh, GP Riptide Renegade, which is a lot of fun. I really like the advancements they made over um, the, the first game. I, you know, the the extra sort of stunts you can do, the obstacles and environmental hazards that they add into it is really quite cool. They also try and thread this story into it, which I think is a bit silly, but it doesn't really take away from the fact that those games are great, and anyone who ever loved those wave Racer games needs to get on to those, especially since it cost me like two quid. It's dirt cheap, and it's like that's hours of fun there for a couple of quid. That's definitely worth it. Um, I also, I'm, I am part of the problem. I did pick up Knack because <laughs> it was five quid. No, you, you never played it before, or something? Um, I did. I played it on launch. Um, but it's got pro support, so I thought, well, I'll see what it looks like on pro. <laughs> and it was fine. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. You know what? Yeah, that that really? is the that is the most successful pile of garbage I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, that game sold a lot of copies just because of the fact that it was well, a launch title. Sequel. It's a launch game, uh, and people have been whining about it on PS Plus. You don't want that game, people. Uh, the, the first one, is, from what I've been told, is not great. It is a I didn't bad buy game. my PS4 at launch, so I never played it. But yeah, don't ever play that game. Sorry, it was a bad game. Sorry about that. God, what's uh, wrong with you people? I, I will be playing that. It's five quid. I will be playing. I don't care if it's. Uh, I don't care if it's negative twelve quid. Whatever. I, don't buy that game. Too late. Um. Uh, did I play anything else? Of the worth. Um, played a little bit of Battlefront uh, when it went live on EA Access. They also did have, because I think it was, I spoke about this on the last show, I didn't know whether they'd reduce the price of the season pass, which they did um, in celebration. So it went on sale 
for quite uh, quite a nice little reduction. So I picked up the season pass as well. I played a little bit on that. Um, and yeah, that game is awesome. It's uh, the map that they give you for free, which I think is free for everyone now, because I think it was only free for season pass holders for like a week. The one that's based upon Rogue One, Sarah. Um, that's quite cool. I like I like that map. It's quite nice. So yeah, um, enjoying that game. I will try and play some more, but because I've got it on Xbox One, all my other friends have it on PlayStation Four. Uh, you guys, I know, have on Xbox One, but our time difference means that we don't play as much as we really could. Who um, plays Battlefront anyway when you're an Overwatch? I mean, come on. See, yeah, this is true. You <laughs> said, li- on the last show, you literally said you should play. We all play, play Battlefront. I've, Get the season pass. I have it. I I will play with you whenever you want to play. That's thank you very much. I would love to play some with you. That's fine. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. It's because I've only had a few days off and I wasn't even at home for then. It's kind of just fitting in a few bits and pieces. Um, I'm sure I played something else. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. But they're, they're the main. Thing. I, I like I like this conversation. Like. like right before we started talking about games, John's like, I play like three games, <laughs> and then he goes through his list, and there's like twenty. Uh, yeah, you know how things. My, I'm old. My memory doesn't. You, no, your math gone. is bad. It's from playing too much knack. <laughs> I haven't played it. Yet. Don't 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 boot that up. <laughs> But, but he, he bought it already, Ken. It's already too late. That's true. He already bought yeah. it. It's downloaded on my system. Oh my god, your system is, your system is infinitely worse for the wear now. I, I don't know whether it's just me, but oh my god, PSN download speeds have been really bad over the last week or so. Well, it's Christmas. Um, There's a lot of new yeah, people it, putting stress on an already terrible but, network in America. Basically, I understand yes. that, yes, more people are, but when you've got Xbox, it will literally download at my cap speed of 100 megaseconds. Well, they just updated the no system. Time at all. They just updated the system to do that. But even before that, it was going at 70 to 80 megabytes a second, which yeah. is, again, it's better than Steam. And it's like, and PlayStation, I mean, it took me, it took about, and I put it in rest mode, and things, like, things that they say to do to help speed it up. Took about seven hours to download one Resident Evil game, which was about eight gigs. That's unacceptable. <laughs> hey, at least you're not. Really at least is. you're not trying to access the PlayStation Store on PS3 anymore. Oh God! Oh, I, can, oh. I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, I'm getting flashbacks, man. <laughs> They're like war-torn fields. People are dying. Games are getting left behind. The horror. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. It's, a... it's it is oh. frustrating when. You you know we now pay for that service. It's not as if they can say, "Well, it's free anymore." It is, uh, you know, you're paying as much as we are for for Xbox uh, Live. And when my favourite console is the PS4, the one that I play the most, um, and then you go to Xbox, and that is so so quick, it does really shine a light on how bad PSN is, and it's something they need to tackle. Um, <laughs> no, they don't. Well, all right. It's something they. Anyway, <laughs> it's something they should tackle because, again, it is a service we are now paying for, and when it's more convenient nowadays to buy games digitally uh, and preload them, obviously for new releases, it should be a better service because there's nothing worse than you know even preloading a game because you can do it a few days on uh, beforehand. It's like it's 
there could be a situation where it still hasn't downloaded when the game is out and it's it is pretty poor on their part but you know that's just a, a gripe well you'll still buy them they don't have to fix it you'll still buy them well it's you know, still they'll still you'll still buy PSN uh, PS Plus which is that's the thing isn't it it's, um, yeah, I keep renewing that service, and I, I I haven't used it in a while. I downloaded all the free games this month. I haven't yeah. booted up one of them. No, I generally just buy them and don't beat them up. Um, I think their offerings have been pretty poor as well, but that's my opinion. People like different games. I'm not going to say whether that was better than Xbox One or not. I mean, to be fair... The Xbox One games of gold were great this month, but made no odds because I already owned them all. Um, but it is—it's funny how the tide is turning on on those free offerings, um, and especially considering you know you're getting two Xbox 360 games that are guaranteed to work on your one as well. I mean, it—I mean, I know you get cross-play and you've got a couple of games generally a month that will have beta and PS4 support. But I don't care about the PS3 games. I don't—I don't even own a PS3 anymore. Um, so it's those are, uh, are pointless to me. And with the Vita library, that's getting thinner and thinner. They're, they're only going to get to a certain point. They can actually give you free games. They'll run out. Well, they um, just give you the so... PS4 cross-play games. That's what they did for January. We'll talk about that later, but four of the games they're giving you work on PS4. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's not as... It, <clears throat> when you take into that consideration that and the, the poor download speeds of the PSN, it... Differences between those two offerings are, are, are very noticeable, um, you know. And I, I wouldn't be so bad if the download speeds for, for downloading games and updates was better. I could forgive like the games; they're free games, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. It's fine. Um, but the, the download speed is more and more important to me now because it is because I have good internet speed. And the Xbox One doesn't really super fast, and when you do want to download or play, or even if you want to play a game and it hasn't automatically updated. Oh, it's seven gig. Well, I'm not going to be playing this for the next couple of hours. It's like you can't. The mood goes. It's like I wanted to play it now. Um, <laughs> you should. You should always access the uh, the Sony Entertainment Network website. That's what I do. Like, well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm I'm off on the side or something like that. I just log on to it on my phone or whatever. I just have it mm-hmm. automatically set to download, and then by the time I come home, everything's installed and ready to go with the patches and all. No, that's the thing. That's how I do it. If I buy a game. It's mm-hmm. done on my phone. If I'm at work or whatever, and I think, oh, I'll, t- I'll grab that. And in the okay, it's, it's been worse but since Christmas because of the amount of extra people that are probably trying to access the service. But I should, with the speed that I've got in rest mode, that thing should have a, you know, a 10 gig game downloaded in a few hours. And it's not <laughs> taking seven to 10 hours. It's not acceptable. That sounds a lot uh, worse than it usually is. It uses about a about fifty to sixty percent of my download speed usually, which is good enough for the purposes of those games. But like uh, like Hem was saying, it's like a seasonal thing. It'll pass soon enough. I think I think it's funny, and I must be getting old because I'm sitting here going, "Man, I used to wait like four days for an album to download from Napster." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's, it's. it's a nicer problem to have, admittedly, but um, and again, it isn't just about buying games. It is about those updates. When you put a game in, you want to play it. It won't let you play it unless you've got the update, and the update's going to take you two hours. It, kind of that spur of the moment, wanting to play a game thing is is almost gone. And I know it does 
update games uh, automatically if you've got it in Respo, but not all games. If you not always, wide, yeah. That's I, w- I was just getting ready to say because I downloaded the season pass for The Witcher, and I'm trying to play it right now. There's a 20 gig patch. Uh-huh. That the PlayStation did not automatically download. When's the last time you and played the game? Oh, a while. That's that's exactly. why so PlayStation it, doesn't. It, it like it. puts it on a queue to save your bandwidth if you haven't played the game within like. Yeah, but if, if it's still in my yeah. if it's still in my library, they look and it's at the a digital date. game. They look at the date, not the, the yeah. It's was weird. your PS4 on rest mode or was it shut down? No, it was on rest mode. It's okay. it, it's based on but, date. So that's the, the thing. It's... Mm-hmm. So, but to, to John's fun. point, well, and to John's point, I I started downloading this patch when we, <laughs> like, I don't know, ten minutes ago, yeah. and it's stuck on preparing to download. Yep. it's not even downloading. Yep, yep. Um, PlayStation's it's weird. It's like you remember the problem on PS3? Like you had to download it, then you had to install it. It was it, right. Just a weird mm. network thing. It does uh, an allocation so that you can do uh, like resume download a lot easier uh so the bigger the file obviously 20 gigs is pretty significant so just allocating space and just preparing to download it so that it's basically already installed in your system the amount of data that you would take to download it is already used up in your system before the thing downloads yeah. that's how they do it yeah so it, it, it takes double i remember on the ps3 you couldn't if you had 20 gigs left of free space and the game you wanted to download was say like i don't know 14 gigs you couldn't download it because no, it, it needed 28 it gigs. It. Yeah, it needed 28 gigs to download it. But it's, it, again, it's just one of those frustrating things um, that I've just noticed more recently. Again, probably something to do with the, the amount of traffic on there. But again, Ryan's perfect example. Wants to play a game and oh, can't do it for God knows how long because 20 gigs needs to be installed because it hasn't updated it. So. <laughs> what world well, do that's, we that's live a in? Thing. 20 gig patches. Oh, no. shit. 20 yeah. gigs, that's like a patch, and it's like, Jesus. It's like, that's not a patch. That's, that was, that's that three was games. games <laughs> the, the, uh, the plug-and-play nature of consoles is all but gun. Unless you so, have a Wii U. You're, you're, you're back to the whole PC thing, except you don't have the PC bandwidth speed. Like Steam, like if I want to do a speed check of my system, I'll download something from Steam because it'll max they, it out. You can look at um, that's with Xbox One. They have really improved that. Um, as a, as I said, I was getting more recently sort of seventy to eighty gigabyte uh, megabyte speed, where I've got a hundred on my uh, allowance, and then they push that patch out, and I, it's maxing it out. It's like games are downloading in no time at all. It's yeah, Even my Xbox. Night and day difference. My Xbox hits almost Steam levels. It's That's good. It's, my it's Steam, been impressive. My Steam's not as good. I'm not. I'm not just talking about the bandwidth. I'm not. Talk, I'm just talking about like the plug and play nature of it. Because games used to just load from this. Now they gotta install too, right? You know. So even you know, if you have a physical disc, they have to install. You know what system? It still loads, and it's called the Wii U. Exactly, yeah, the, the greatest console of all time. My son, my son got a bunch of Wii U games for Christmas, and like he would just put them in, and they'd fucking play. Uh, yeah, nice. if you're connected to the internet, they also ask you to download patches too, though. Yeah, but you don't Not have to wait, them, and most of them don't. Like, they, you don't even have to wait; you just play. Uh, you can choose to, like, depending on the game, like, unless it has like an online component. Like, you can't play Splatoon by just well, putting in the yeah, disc. Yeah, Splatoon's an online game. I'm talking about like he got, you know, like Paper Mario Color Splash. Put it in, boom, he's playing. 
Yeah. That's, whereas that's I not going to be the way it's going to be for the Switch. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> whereas I got, I got Lego Dimensions for the Xbox One. There was an 18 gig day one patch or whatever patch to play that game. 18 gigs. 18 gigs. It's a a pain on Lego Dimensions. I don't know if it's the same on Xbox One. Lego Dimensions is a pain, too, on Wii U because uh, every time you get a new character, if it's not one of the Series 1 characters, you've got to download their content. Oh, yeah. You you have to do that on the Xbox One. Like, they're all on the marketplace. Right. So you have to download the packs. God, that game. But, like, I couldn't believe there's an 18 gig patch for that game. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Internet. Thanks, video games. It's the digital age, baby. Embrace it. I don't, I don't embrace but, it. No, it's, it's, it's too late, Ken. I just get on Twitter and complain about it. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. You just got to complain about it. You accept it, but you complain about it, kind of like what John's doing now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 oh, it's good. Gets it, gets it out of there. I also play some Division. That's a game that, yeah. re- that yeah, requires I... the internet to download patches. <laughs> you know, I I've watched like maybe eight or nine different like top ten lists in the last like two months, and the Division was not in any of them. I think people forgot it came out this year. To be perfectly yeah, honest with I, you, I think I think they did. It's sad. Well, I because... think it's definitely one that might well be in my list because I did spend a huge chunk of time with that game and I enjoyed that chunk of time. Um yeah. so it, it could well end up in in yeah, in, in my in my yeah. list. So But that's it. Oh, is that all? Are you oh, sure? Right, come on. Are you sure? Yes, I will bow. Yeah. Maybe. Oh well welcome Wombat. You joined us after right in the middle of John. You would say that. You yeah. would say that when I have a mouthful of cookie. Well, I was planning it out. I was making, I was you know, plotting my time. He's got the camera pointed right at your face. So he knows exactly when to talk to you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, come on. You've been on this show as long as I have. You know that having a cookie in your mouth is not, that. that's nothing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But is it the right, is it the Walmart brand fudge stripe cookies? It's not, actually. <sighs> it, um, it's uh, a, a box I don't even like these that much. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a box of the crunchy chi- uh, chips ahoy, the original chips ahoy. Oh, okay. That okay. I got that I got for free uh, from Amazon Prime now. Oh, okay. Well, so they, like, they were why were they free, Ryan? Um, Prime now does that all the time. Basically, you um, if you order from Prime now mm-hmm. on the homepage, it'll say like. Use code blah 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 to add a free whatever to your order. Um, free cookies, man. Damn it. Damn it. Well, they they ended that little promotion. Damn it! So it was like free free cookies twenty or something like that, and then they uh, send you free cookies. Uh, speaking of cookies, what do you guys think about white chocolate macadamia nut cookies? I, I love them. They're I, bomb. I don't like white okay. chocolate. That's if you're gonna have chocolate, don't have white chocolate. I'm a chocolate okay. John. racist. Okay. Yeah, you're just being racist, if you ask me. I just, I, I just said I was a I chocolate love racist. Chocolate my, my favorite cookie <laughs> touch as well, hands down. Uh, it's not my favorite. My favorite is oatmeal raisin. But oh, raisin, really? Yeah, oatmeal raisin's mm. a bomb. Yeah, it's it's a bit dry though. Oatmeal raisin, you, you, you not if you get the right one. Uh, my son was selling Otis Spunkmeyer cookies for school. No, I would never and... want any spunk cookies. <laughs> And uh, 
the the oatmeal raisin was amazing. It made me want to be a better man. <laughs> That's a hell of a cookie. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's cookies. It's a, a special kind of cookie. <laughs> it is. Impressive. All right, but video games. Did you play any over the holiday break? I did. Yeah, I um, I finally finished Dishonored two. Yay! Oh, yeah. Uh, so yay, good on that. I finished it um, with the um, low chaos ending for Corvo. Um, I uh, I I um, I was very 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 pleased by that game. I liked it a lot. Right now, I think it's probably... I haven't really sat down and mapped completely out my game of the year list yet, but I think it'll probably end up being number one, just based on the fact that... Um, I haven't really played spoil. a ton this year. Don't spoil. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but um, I did beat that, which is nice. I played some more Diablo 3, just because I needed something to play. Um, did, that, I, did, did anybody uh, know that... Did that patch ever go live? Uh, not that I know of. That I, I, don't, I had down, PTR I had to download. Forever. I had to download a patch, but I. It, I mean, it's been eight months since I played this, so <sighs> I've I been waiting on that patch. I want to play Diablo one and Diablo three. You can play Diablo one and Diablo three. That was that was they announced it at BlizzCon. They said that they're oh. rebuilding Diablo one and Diablo 3's engine. Oh, cool. So I want to. I want to play that. That then the twentieth anniversary was yesterday. Oh. You would think it would have gone live. That's what I thought. Not. Yeah. Damn it. I want to play some <laughs> Diablo 3 now. Shit. But um, I also, like I said, I bought The Witcher Season Pass, but I haven't even had a chance to play it yet. Um, I, I also picked up, since John was talking about games he picked up on the sales, um, I bought uh, Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution for, no, Mankind Divided. That's the second one, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mankind Divided for nine dollars. Nine dollars? Where? Uh, GameFly. It was oh, thir- wow. it was thirteen forty nine, and I had a five dollar coupon, so it was nice. eight forty nine. What a bargain! Uh, that's a that's a great price for that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm still uh, I'm I'm I think I'm going to join John relatively soon in the PS4 Pro ranks. Um. Because I look now, I'll jinx it by saying this, but I looked online again last night, and the Destiny bundle, Destiny PS4 bundle, is uh, nets two twenty one on Amazon and trade in. Um, really? Yeah. Wow, so that's actually gonna, a lot. So I think I'm going to make the jump. Um, nice. You've got four K TV though, haven't you? Oh, I've got a four K HDR TV. Yeah. I've got two four K TVs, but only one of them is HDR. <laughs> so that's right. Um, but, um, uh, that'll probably be, I probably won't get that for a couple weeks. Um, and, uh, what else? Oh, I played, um, some mobile games. I know we don't really talk about mobile games much, but, um, one of them actually based on my playtime with it will probably sneak its way into my top 10. I know that's another spoiler. Um, but that's Reigns. Uh, has anybody played Reigns? Never even nope. heard of it. What is oh, it? Awesome. Uh, so it's basically a kingdom simulator, um, but it you you manage basically four uh, four things at the top. There's um, religion. There's uh, money. 
the people, and the military. Okay? But the entire game is played with you just swiping left or right on a deck of cards. So basically, there's a deck of cards. The card will come up, and it'll be a character, and the character will either ask you a question or present you with a problem or um, say, you know, this is happening, sire, what do you want to do? And you swipe left or right for yes or no. Um, and the goal is to keep your four bars balanced because if one of them gets to the top, you lose. If one of them gets to the bottom, you lose. Um, so it's like Civ versus Tinder. It's like what? Civ versus Tinder. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, there's, there's a ton of secrets in it. There's some really good comedy in it. Um, there's, um, uh, there's a lot of, it's, it's really cool. Um, it was, when I bought it, it was 99 cents. I think it's back up to two ninety nine now, but it's definitely worth it. Um, I would, uh, I would recommend it heartily for anybody who has an iPhone. Uh, I don't know if it's on the Android, uh, app store or not, to be honest. Um, I'm sure it probably is, but. It's Devolver Digital, who I know makes a ton of stuff. Uh, very good. You guys should check it out. Hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was actually the um, uh, the App Store. Uh, it was runner up for App Store Game of the Year. Hmm. So very good. Um, and then what else did I play? I think that's pretty much it, honestly. Right. Most of my oh no 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 that's not it that's not it. Um, my son got, um, number one, he really wanted, and I know it's old now, but he really wanted uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, so he got that for Christmas. Um, is that the He bad got the one? Fantastic Beasts. Huh? Is, there was, there, it was either the Avengers or Marvel Super Heroes, I can't remember which one, but one of them was like terrible, like, <clears throat> I was trying to remember which one it was. I think that was Avengers. I, I think you're right, I think it, it is, is Avengers. Avengers. This one's... This one's not so bad. Okay. Um, he played it at a friend's of his friend of his house and loved it, so he wanted that. Um, I, I mean, we played a little bit of it co-op. It wasn't bad. Um, and then uh, he got uh, he got a couple Lego Dimensions packs. The biggest one he got was um, Fantastic Beasts, uh, but like the actual story pack, uh, which is pretty neat. Comes with a new portal assembly and all that. Any difference uh, to the old assembly then? No, it's just something to look at. Basically, the portal assembly is, <laughs> uh, but the the story pack. <laughs> you do, yeah, you do. Uh, but uh, uh, the story pack is neat because it has the basically you play through the movie, but then you also get the adventure world and the battle arena too. So it's kind of like three things in one. Um, and then he got Paper Mario Color Splash, uh, which is awesome. That game is great. It uh, we enjoy the Paper Mario games a lot. I love the Paper Mario games humor. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, there was a couple times when we were playing the other night that I legitimately laughed out loud, and then realized I was laughing out loud at a <laughs> Mario game in 2016. <laughs> I heard I heard a lot of good things about the writing in that game, in particular really self referential. It is, yeah, very. Right. And I actually, I really liked, uh, I really liked the writing in just about all the Paper Mario games. I know it gets a bad rap, but I actually really liked um, the what's the 
the newest Mario and Luigi one that also has Paper Mario in it. I can't remember the name of it now. Dream Team? Sticker Star? Dream Team was the last one. There was one after that. Uh, uh, that's sticker, uh, sticker something. Sticker Star. Yeah, Sticker Star. I think that's yeah. it. Um, the um, uh, I, I really liked it. I, and again, the writing's a big part of that for me. I, they just do they do a good job of uh, being self-referential is a great way to put it. Um, that's uh, that I think taps me out. All right, Paper Jam, Paper Jam. That was the name of it. Oh Mario yeah. And Luigi Paper. Mm, yeah. Okay, I remember that one now. There's been so many of those games, I don't remember which one came when. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, my kid got Color Splash as well, but he's he's been spending most of his time playing Yoshi because we got it with the Amiibo. So. Uh, Wooly World? Yeah. God, nice. what a great game. Yeah, we got it for 15 bucks with the Amiibo, which was nice. crazy. That, that game is amazingly good. Yeah, he's uh, just... It's the sequel to Kirby's Epic Yarn that we never got. Yeah, yeah he's, basically. He's out there. He was in there. He was excited last night because he just played it because he was staying up until midnight anyway. And he kept coming <laughs> in here. He's like, look at all these Yoshis I built. <laughs> I got all these Yoshis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at my field of Yoshis. Look at my army of Yoshis. We're about to take over the planet. That's right. the best thing about that game is unlock it, get, collecting all the yarn to unlock the new Yoshis. Oh yeah, he's. That, that, I think that's his favorite thing about it is collecting Yoshis. Yep. Uh, all right, Jay, you got some games. Oh boy, do I strap yourselves in, boys? Because right. I have, I have went through the backlog. <laughs> I have completed three games during my break and played something like eight more. Oof. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll just mention the game that I can't talk about, um, Fate, Fate Excella. I think the embargo is on, like, the 17th or something. So, But I already finished that, so I'm going to write the review up soon. Uh, I finished up uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero. Yep. Uh, Half Genie Hero. I know you beat that as well, Ken. I did. That, ooh, that's um, a... That's a yeah, tell, why, don't, why don't you tell me about how you feel about that game? That first? game might be on my list. Yeah? It's, yeah, it's, nice. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go back to I beat it right before... Uh, or right before Christmas. That game, man, there's just a lot of cool stuff in that game. I did get frustrated at the castle. Where you gotta uh, go at the, at the final castle? No, no, no. The final castle's fine. Oh, uh, the um, the one that's really dark is what you mean. Yeah, the one that uh, you have to go back and forth through the doors, and the doors lead to different places. Mm-hmm. Like that one was. A, I'm glad there's not a lot of hidden items in there. There's only like two items in that world. Yeah. Um, the final boss was interesting. All three of them. <laughs> uh, did you which which for which version of the ending did you get? Did you get a, c- collecting all the items? Yes, ending, I collected all four because I actually okay. had uh, three of the four things I needed. The only thing I had to go back and get was the poster. Ah, uh, okay. So I already gotcha. had the ten sunken treasures. I had the four or the five scrap medals, and then I forget what the third one was. I, I really like obviously the the aesthetics of that game is really beautiful and charming. Um, the to these to these sprite work they did and the animation for the characters really creative, really vibrant, uh, really nice to look at. But um, I think the only complaint that I have about that game is that I, it could have used more levels. I think there's like what like seven six levels for the whole game, right? There is, and, and, and that's due to the Kickstarter campaign. 
did, did the Kickstarter not do well or something? The Kickstarter didn't make all of the stretch goals for the extra uh. the extra stuff. Uh, and in fact, the Risky Boots DLC is still coming. It mm-hmm. hasn't it hasn't come out yet. Is it is it? Yeah, I noticed that the third character slot being Risky Boots. I imagine. Um, is is that going to be free DLCs or is that going to be paid DLCs? I do not know the answer to that, but that was the one that they that I think that was the one because um, there were two or three levels in the in the stretch goals that they did not hit. So that's yeah, why, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's why they didn't get a chance to make the extra levels in that game because that game was totally a a labor of love because Shantae's never really been a commercial success. So everything they built was based entirely off of the crowdfunding. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, w- I would know creating a new sprite work of that detail, yeah. of that magnitude, is really, really taxing. Not just you know time wise, but also budget as well. So the fact that they were able to pull it off is pretty impressive, and they made they made a solid game. It's yeah, it flows really well. The idea of you know changing between different types of. Uh, forms to you know access new areas or do different things is really clever done really well uh i just wish there were more levels because you know at at a certain point when i go back to the same level for like the fifth or sixth time to look for like one item or two more that i missed there this kind of gets old you know yeah no matter how good the gameplay is it's just eh. just a couple more levels would have really uh set that game apart but i really also enjoyed that game as well um the other game that I played that's been on the backlist for back uh, backlog forever is uh, the Odin Spear Remaster, and I call it the Odin Spear Remaster because I don't know how to pronounce that. Luftreiser. Luftreiser. Right? Is that? I thought it was like Lufthauser or something like that. Yeah, it's it's L E I F T H R A S I R. That's weird. I don't know that word. Yeah. It, it sounds made up, but it's probably some kind of foreign word that I'm not I'm not aware of. <laughs> but um, you know, going from one 2D like superb game, you know, looking game to a vanilla where like masterpieces is is like a beautiful thing. Because you know, when they decided to announce this um, remaster, I thought to myself, Odin Spear still looks really good because of the way the art design and art style works in the PS3 version. I was like, does it? Did it really need a remaster? And after I played it and got a feel for the new content and the way they tweaked the gameplay and the combat engine, it most certainly did. Because now this game plays just as well, if not better, than Muramasa did. How the combat is incredibly fast and fluid, you know, with so much room for combos and uh, like air juggles and everything else in between, uh, with with new skills and abilities and new bosses. It's it's amazing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm completely blown away by this remaster from top to bottom. It's amazing. Like, so it's a PS2 like, remaster too, which is crazy. Yeah, I just kind of goes to show you how crazy Vanilla wears uh, our, our work when 2D styles is because, like, I played this game in 2016, and this, this might be the best looking game I played this year from a, you know, a purely visual standpoint. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I can't <laughs> I can't believe the job that they did. Who uh who did the remaster? Was it just um Atlas did the publishing and then they did what uh, Vanilla Word did the remaster or did, did they pass it off to someone else? No, they definitely did it because they redrew a lot of the the, the actual game. Yeah, they'd have to, right? Cuz yeah. you can't Yeah, you can't like upraise price of that nature. It doesn't no, work. No. Yeah, that's oof. if you if you never play Odin Spear and even if you have played Odin Spear, play this again. 
it is a completely different game because the combat is so good now. Uh, along with everything else is added in terms of content with the story and uh, the bosses and everything. So, very good. I'm going to beat this game. Uh, I'm about four or five hours in. Still in the first storyline, but I'm looking forward to playing through all of it. Um, I also played through some highly anticipated demos that came out during the break. Yeah. The Nier Automata demo. Uh, who played it? Who played it? Oh, holy shit. Oh, I did play that, actually, yeah. Oh my yeah, I, I figured. I figured you guys did too. That is so good. Oh, that's that good. game. That's, that's good platinum. <laughs> that is, yeah. You you just said it right there. That is good platinum. Whew. Because platinum has been hit and miss lately with you know the turtles game and the Korra and the Transformers game, which was good, but it wasn't it wasn't platinum good, you know. So they come out with this game and this demo. Holy shit! Like it plays like butter. The combat is so fluid and smooth and very, very just quick. Just it's exactly like how I want it to be. And you know, it's got it's got that near traditional soundtrack that is phenomenal. Uh, got a weird storyline and characters thing going. I'm 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 a hundred percent intrigued on where they're trying to go. And um, can you spoil a demo? That is my question to you at this point. Can you? Is that a thing? It's like a twenty minute experience. Can you spoil something like that? I, I say I, no. I, I say no. Know. I don't know. I I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. I think you should just play it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Just play it. It's, it's it's a free demo. It looks it looks amazing. It plays great. And just having played that demo, like Near Automata was already like my number two most anticipated games of this year coming out in 2017. And it is getting really close to knocking Persona 5 off the one list. Because of that delay and everything, and the fact that we're actually going to get this game earlier, makes me feel a lot more anticipated for Nier Automata than uh, I, Persona 5. I hope, I hope Scalebound impresses me as much as this did. I hope I hope I get two good Platinum games in one year. That would be lovely. Um, is, that, uh, is a demo for that going to be coming out anytime soon, do you know? I have no idea. They haven't talked about that game. And, and purposely, they haven't talked about that game because it's not coming out. I'm guessing that's going to be one of their tentpole fall games this year. Fall games, you think? Yeah. That and Crackdown are okay. going to be their big that... holiday releases. Uh, well, the, based on how well uh, polished the uh, Automata seems to be, I hope they have enough man manpower for uh, Scalebound. Uh, but either way, I'm sure they'll have plenty of time to work on it after New Year's done anyway, since it's coming out in March. Yep. Uh, the other demo that also came out on the exact same day was Gravity Rush 2. Who else played that? Yeah, I played it. Yep. Uh, John, Ryan, you didn't play no, it? No, I didn't. No. You guys should play that. I did game. not play it. You, I played you, the you first play Gravity it. Rush, but I didn't play the demo. You should play this. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> It's this. It's what I remember the Vita version looking like, but that's not that's not how the Vita version looked like. No, it's not. <laughs> no, this game is really gorgeous. the The art direction they have for this pseudo cel shaded look that they have going on, uh, with a just and the whole the gravity bending uh, gameplay style, where you're not flying but you're basically falling based on your gravity disposition. And it just really works well. There's a real sense of speed when you're falling at incredibly high speeds. There's like a sense of weight to all of your strikes and like especially like your gravity kicks where you're, you know, jump while you, well, gravity 
gravity like all the way up into the sky and you just fall right down on top of the enemy and just kick them right in the face. It just feels good. Looks great. Sounds great. Man, just two amazing demos back to back on the same day was was a real big treat. And uh, we're getting Gravity Rush too soon. January. Only a few weeks away. So. Yeah, January. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be playing that game 100%. Uh, the other game that I played, some kind of like indie-ish games that I played that, um, that's been on my list for a long time that I've gotten recommended co- constantly, but I, I kind of installed but then kind of forgot about, uh, VA11 Hall A, Cyberpunk Bartender Action. And it that's technically it's Valhalla. Like, it, yeah, it's <laughs> Was Valhalla. that one game? Yeah, that's one game. It's okay. It's Valhalla Cyberpunk bar- Bartender Action. They make gotcha. the, sure. yeah, the name. Um, Those words go together. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk Bartender Action. <laughs> and that, that really sums up the game very well. And, um, you know, obviously it's set up uh, in this futuristic universe. Where, you know, Cyberpunk and all that jazz. There's like robots and androids and stuff like that. And you play as a bartender. People come into the establishment, they ask for drinks, they have tales to tell, and you talk to them about their life and all that jazz, and that's a really good setup. I never really thought about it, but when you're talking about a game built on narrative and different types of characters, being a bartender is such a good setup, because that's what you do, right? You serve drinks and you talk. That's your entire job, and it's natural for people to be coming in, you know, they talk about their personal life, because you're kind of like anonymous you know you're kind of like that face on the wall without a name and they can kind of divulge some things that they want to get off their chest and you know they do so and because cyberpunk uh you know futuristic world you're talking to like really interesting characters one of your like main clientele is like a sex robot like a sentient ai sex robot and she has stories to tell and she's really cheerful about everything you have like a police police cop, uh, you have like this hacker girl, you have like a pop star singer and you, they're really fascinating characters and they come to you, they talk to you they, and then they want like drinks and stuff like that. Sometimes they're kind of cryptic about the kind of drinks that they want or they want you to make suggestions and based on how well you perform, you get different types of pay and then you do stuff with the money you know, you're kind of trying to live a life and whatnot and it's really good like this pixel art looks great um, the music, uh, soundtrack there's so many really memorable songs already that i've heard and you kind of set up your own jukebox and listen to the tunes as you please and um yeah like four or five hours in and i'm really sold on the on the various characters in the universe so gonna keep playing that as well uh it's on steam well it was on steam sale yesterday but not anymore i suppose but it's only like 15 dollars. if you like a good story if you like if you enjoy visual novels you should definitely check this game out for sure the other indie like highlight game that a lot of people talking about was Hyperlight Drifter. Who played that here? I, I played know someone did, right? Through the first boss. Okay, you didn't like it, Ken? It's not that I don't like it. It just I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something about that game that didn't click with me, and I and I tried to like it because it's very like the combat is real precise and it feels good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it needed to be sixty, and it, I played it on Xbox One before the patch, and it's it wasn't sixty. Ah, uh, so yeah, I'm playing it now because it is sixty. Yeah, the PC version I think is finally out of beta, so those patches should be coming to consoles soon, and I'll give it another go. But I I don't know something about that game just did not click with me. Like, 
there's no direction in that game, and maybe I played it at a time when I needed a game with direction. Because you can go any way you want and fight any of the four main bosses right out of the gate. Right. So, and I and I just felt like it didn't give me kind of a good direction, and maybe I just wasn't in the mood for that kind of game when I played it. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, I'm also the same kind of feeling. That's why I don't like open-world games too much, because yeah. I think freedom can be suffocating in its own way. And uh, this game has certain some of that, but it gives you... At least it gave... I feel like it gave me enough of a hint to go, like, left first, and then go top, and all that jazz, and... Uh, I I'm enjoying it. The game uh, is very quick, as you said, precise combat. Like, you live and die by your moment-to-moment decisions in that game, and it's mm. very, very, very quick. How, how does it play? It's uh, the way you're describing it, where you can either go up or left or right and fight one of four bosses. Sounds like Rogue Legacy, uh, but I don't know how this plays compared um, to that. So basically, it's like it's kind of like a top-down 2D pixel art kind of game. So. So you know you you don't have like a necessary jump, but you have a very quick and uh, very quick dash you can do. Yep. So you dash in and you can dash out and you can dash three times without stopping. And you have very quick sword strikes and you have a gun that charges up based on how many times you slash uh, your enemies with the sword that you can use from a uh, direction. The thing is, you only can take about three or four hits before you die, yep. and enemies can like enemies can gang up on you and kill you. There's there's no like invincibility frames after getting hit once. You can get piled on and get murdered. So you have to really pick your moment to dash in and attack and get out and try to take out the the really tough targets first. And what Cam was saying about the different directions that you can go is that like you need to collect these kind of like power nodes or something like that and then it opens up different areas so mm-hmm. there is certain aspects to that where you become more powerful as you get uh you know as you get certain things and you unlock more moves and you can get more health and stuff like that but even with all those extras you still have to rely on your skills more you know first and foremost but it's not a roguelike at all so don't don't give you oh, don't okay. get that impression it's it's a uh, it's not a general uh it's precisely generated. It's uh, it's crafted very, very meticulously, gotcha. with uh, yeah, with very specific shortcuts and stuff like that that you unlock during the course of the game. Um, my biggest complaint is that sometimes the the camera zooms out like way too far. I feel like it feels like it's too far from the action, and my character is super tiny, so I have to be like I play this game on the TV. Uh, you know, from connecting my PC and everything, I have my controller, and I'm on I'm sitting on the couch, and I have to like squint. At where I am sometimes because it's so far away, and um, but at the same time it's very good. the The art style is um, it's like a gritty two D thing where there's a, like a lot of blood and gore uh, than you would expect. But um, yeah, if you if you if you like the sound of that, like really fast, uh, challenging gameplay. This game is hard, by the way. It's not easy. Um, it's, you're gonna die a decent amount of time, but the the checkpoints are pretty liberal. Every time you enter an area, that's a checkpoint basically. So it's yeah, not too I'm bad. O- I'm okay at at my age. I'm okay with games that are a little bit hard mm-hmm. if the checkpoint system is fair. Yeah, but I mean, it's why I don't even try to play the Dark Souls games anymore. Um, there's I can't lose that much progression. Right. See, but but right, if you got to think about it this way, right? Imagine that feeling that you know, oh, I can't lose that much progress. So you feel anxiety. You feel like your life matters, and that kind of what elevates the tension 
and the drama of Dark Souls in general. Everyone feels that way, you know. No one wants to lose the thirty minutes of progress. No one wants to run all the way back to but, their souls. Uh, but when you get two hours to play games a, a week, mm-hmm. um, I can't. I can't just lose a half hour. Of but that, that's what I mean. You don't. You don't actually lose the time you spend. Like you don't. You don't literally lose the amount of experience the, the time you spend. You lose the progress, though. I, I totally get where he's coming from. Like. I'm, when I sit down to play a game and I play for an hour and a half, and I mm-hmm. might remember the experience, but everything else that I that I work towards is gone because yeah, I died I'm, I'm and a I big, lost. Pro- progress is incredibly important to me in games. Like it's the the ability to progress is pretty much the most important reason why I play games. Um, it's why I prefer games that have a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so like. Uh, games where it's just kind of about the moment-to-moment experience um, and you might not necessarily keep your progress. Other than Rogue Legacy, I haven't liked or been able to get into any of them. See, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say uh, in a roundabout way, I suppose, I'll just get straight to the point, is that there's different interpretations of progress, right? There is progress based on the data and the tools and items that you acquired through the game, you know, via levels and equipment that makes you more powerful. And there's progress in the way you become a better player. So, for example, you can play a game like Monster Hunter, and you can go on a hunt that lasts 15, 20 minutes, and you can fail. Losing every sure. item that you spent during that quest, not getting anything out of it, and you fail. That 15, 20 minutes of your life you spent there is supposed to be gone because you made no progress in getting those items and experience. But at the same time, you became a better player. You learned the patterns. You saw the type of attacks that the enemies had. You saw where they spawned. You learned the various weak points of the monster. And going forward, that becomes a fulfilling progress. And that's the same way it works for Dark Souls. Like, when you play a Souls game for the first time, until you make the progress within yourself to kind of learn the basics about how you should approach situations, you're gonna do terribly. But once you have that foundation, like, I, I beat Dark Souls 3 like it was nothing. Like, that game was a joke to me. And that game wasn't particularly easy. But because I had played Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, I had all that experience and my progress as a player carried through. And to me, that's more important than any achievement, any item that I can ever acquire. Me becoming that good at a game. It's also obviously the same for fighting games because that's entirely what the progress is based upon. But I think there is fulfillment in that as well. Well, I th- yeah, and I think I think it probably differs for everyone. Certainly, uh, and I, I think a big part of that probably depends on how much time you actually get to play games. Okay. Um, be, because if I, I mean, yes, if I played the Souls games, I would probably die four or five times and figure out, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. But the problem is the time between when I'm going to be able to play that game and the next time I'm going to be able to play it. <laughs> I'm probably going to forget. Yeah. Or I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, my, my muscle memory is not going to be there because it's not like I have eight or 10 hours a week to play. Um, so that, I mean, that's why I need games that, that's why I put stuff on easy, quite honestly. Um, I'm just at that point in my life where, um, difficult games don't really appeal to me anymore. Um, and if, if it's going to be a difficult game, um, it it better have like a really great 
narrative to go along with it that mm-hmm. makes me want to keep going. Um, otherwise, I'm just I'm just not going to. Yeah, I, I I get how you feel, and that's the beauty of video games, right? We have games that yep. cater towards basically everyone. And like you said, like I think putting a game on easy mode because you know that's how you're gonna enjoy the game better. And people feel ashamed to talk about that sometimes, and I feel like that's that's not right. No one should ever tell you how to play a game. Unless you're playing a multiplayer game and you're a cheating bastard, then everyone should tell you to stop that shit. <laughs> or unless you're playing too human and you're complaining about it. Oh, don't start with this conversation. <laughs> Man, we haven't talked about too human in, in a long time. But uh, I know, that's I, why I had to bring it up. Yeah, uh, we you know, recognize I, that that's a bad game that no one should ever play. I so. dream about the day that becomes backwards compatible so I can go back and forget how to play that game. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> so you can die and then kind of twiddle your dumb for like like a minute and a half waiting, <laughs> waiting for the Valkyrie to go down and do her animation. But Ryan, you can't play too human. Every time you die, you're wasting time. It's not progress. Uh, it actually the Valkyrie goes a lot faster than the loading screens in most games, and I, I mention that every time the game comes up. I feel like we've had this conversation. Oh, we have a hundred and eighty <laughs> times. It wouldn't be a proper start to a new year of podcasting without a two-human Valkyrie conversation. Well, I'm sure the two-human sequel will iron out all the... I've been waiting on that trilogy to finish for years. I don't know what happened. Yeah, me too. It's Well, it's. I heard they're going to release it in a joint pack with Advent Rising. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Make sure you get that soundtrack ready, too. Hey, that's Tommy Tallarico's fun. soundtrack on Advent Rising was pretty damn phenomenal. You can't I heard Orson Scott... Orson Scott Carr is writing it. So. Oh boy, let's uh, let's have that yeah. conversation now. Good, good, good times, but <sighs> um, yeah, I, I I totally get you, man. But uh, what I'm saying is that sometimes, like trying to plot through something that might be inconvenient might be worth it because you might discover something within yourself that you didn't know about, you know. Because I know someone that doesn't have a lot of time to play games, and the only game that he plays is a fighting game. And there's no progress to be made in that game outside of just personal skill. He gets like maybe two, three hours a week to play a game, and he just chooses to play one fighting game and he just plays that, and that's it. That's why he just keeps coming back to it. So I don't know. It's it's just, it's a weird thing, but at the same time, I'm just glad there's all these different types of games that we can all enjoy one way or another. Great. Uh, speaking of old games like Two Human, but you know, not bad. Uh, Wild Arms Three. <laughs> Uh, I picked that up during the sale a while back, but I haven't loaded it up. And I've been fiending for a Wild Arms game, and then when they when they announced a smartphone game, I died a little inside again. So I was like, uh. So I decided to boot up Wild Arms three to remember what all Wild Arms games were like. And uh, this game is still good, man. It's still, I mean, obviously it's a PS two game. It hasn't aged all that well. It's actually a really early PS two game. Now that I think about it. Like one of the one of the early RPGs for uh, PS2, so it doesn't look particularly good, but the gameplay, um, the music, oh man, I love that that Western style music that they have there. Uh, all the ver- variety of games, uh, gameplay styles, and the characters still holds up to today. Uh, enjoy that. I'm not sure if I'm gonna actually beat it. Maybe I'll save it for like a Phoenix Down or something like that. But yeah, uh, I also finished Danganronpa 2, uh, doing the Phoenix Down with uh, Drew and uh, Matt. We finished that up last week and had a great time. You know, I uh, I was really happy to learn that everyone uh, enjoyed the game as well uh, as well as I did, and we're all excited for Danganronpa three coming out in 2017. And uh, I also beat Dishonored two, uh, just like Ryan. Um, I did it as uh, 
What was that girl's name? Emily. Emily. I'm already forgetting details about that story, so that tells you how much I like the story. The story's not good. The story is really non-existent, more, more or less. It's kind of it kind of details events about this character, this like evil person that you're supposed to kind of hate. But most of the actual dialogue and uh, the lore is given throughout like just ridiculous mountain full of books upon books that are littered everywhere. I think what makes the difference is there's well the big thing that makes the difference. Did you play the DLC for the first Dishonored? Uh, the the knife the of Dunwall, the Brigmore witches. No, I have not played that one. She's the main she's the main antagonist in that DLC. Oh, okay. Um, so I think that's probably um where some of the lore comes from too. Is I, I think they kind of um now right, wrong, or indifferent. I think they kind of um wrote the game expecting that people had played some of the DLC. Mm. Um, which certainly doesn't help. No. Yeah, it doesn't. I wasn't. I wasn't really invested in the characters. But what I did love is obviously we talked about it before. The level designs are phenomenal, man. Like yeah. the verticality of the things that you can do, and like the, all the hidden paths and items that you collect, and the items that you can actually collect being meaningful, being things that you do. Did you uh, start crafting charms, right? Uh, I did. Yep. I uh, I didn't I didn't do a ton of that though, honestly, because I didn't find them all that necessary. They're not necessary, but the fact that I could have, like, 40 modifiers on yeah. me at all times is yeah. insane. I, I love that. And I made these crazy charms, and I broke the the bones of the things that I didn't need, made more upgrade things, and got even more powerful. I did it in low chaos as well, because I, I prefer games, you know, when it comes down to I have a choice between stealth and brute force. I'll choose stealth every time. Right. And, um, yeah, that, like, the, the domino thing was... Domino and Trank Dart combination is broken, by the way. I Trank Dart one guy, I Domino four guys, they all get knocked out. It's like a joke. It's not, it's not even a challenge. So I try not to use that too often in this things other, in other, other ways, uh, other creative ways. And I had a blast. Um, taking down the people in different ways, uh, choosing to spare them and not kill them. Uh, has some really interesting ideas about how to do some of them anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, just playing the game itself was terrific. This is exactly the way I felt with Mankind Divided. You know, like the game, the, the gameplay, um, the variety of how you can appro- approach the situation, and the actual uh, the level designs were terrific. But the story was so lackluster, and I wish they could do something about that, man. Like I just wanted to be a whole package. And you're you're gonna you're about to see the same thing. I'm, I think you're gonna love Mankind Divided, Ryan, but. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see what I'm talking about uh, when it comes to the story, but yeah, I, for sure. I, my my time with the game because I had game flight it, I had rented it before, mm-hmm. um, and but I didn't get very far because I I got myself locked into side missions. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I hadn't. Uh, I got I got trapped in the side mission loop and never really progressed the story. Uh, progressed the story, but not the main story. Um, so I'm I wanted to play more of it, but. Um, I figured. Well, I'll just. I didn't have time, so I said, "Well, I'll just send it back, and I'll just buy it down the line when it gets cheaper." Yeah, uh, so I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it, um, especially. Um, the, I I enjoy the the side quests and stuff like that too. So if I if I didn't rent it, if I bought it, I'll I feel like I'll have more time to uh, invest. 
yeah, the side missions in that game are good anyway. You know, it's not yeah. like a, it's not, not like a waste. They also give you good items, good experience for leveling. So I did every side quest that I could find, and I I understood that I missed about three or four through, through my playthrough because they were hidden well. Yeah. So I'll go back to that eventually. But I know they put in some new things like. I think they have like a new game plus now with the patches yep. that they released since the launch and all this other stuff. So yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, that does it for me. Oof. You guys play too many games. Well, that's what happens when we take weeks off. I yeah, know, right? yeah. I spend most of my time playing Madden. I got I got roped back into that. So I played probably about ten. <laughs> yeah. Games. Hey, is um is uh David Carr hurt in uh, Madden? <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Don't fuck up my Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? My team, because they collapsed horribly, has to win tonight, I think, to get in. Hey, so. you know what? Because of Aaron Rodgers' cockiness, I'm rooting for them tonight. Good. I'm getting tired of that guy saying, hey, we'll ruin the table. I hope I hope Matt Stafford just destroys him tonight. But, you know. We'll yeah. see. Christmas Eve, my quarterback breaks his leg in the first winning season we've had in 14 years. I don't want to talk about it. So I took him to yeah. the Super Bowl in Madden 17, because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> if it can't happen in real life, you'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Uh, but I did, uh, I picked back up, I haven't played this like since it came out, and I only played like 10 minutes of it. But I started playing Gunworld 2 last night. Which is a small little indie game. Um, we actually know we, we we chat with the guy on Twitter that made the game. Drew actually reviewed it, um, but he did a big patch called Super Gun World Two uh, to finish out the game for the year. So I decided to jump back into it because I'd heard wonderful things about that game and I liked the first one. So I jumped back into that last night. That game is a mixture of everything from the NES days, and it's kind of glorious. So, it has like an overworld, like Zelda 2, which is really interesting. Like, even to the point where you can run into monsters out in the overworld, and then you got to go through a couple side screens, uh, side-scrolling screens. And then the enemies that you're fighting in the game that you have to go find in the overworld are like Mega Man bosses. So oh, like, neat. Yeah, so you have to go, like, find where they are, and then you go through their level, and then you fight them at the end and cross them off of a list... Um, so I'm playing that, and that is just a wonderful little game. If you haven't played it, I definitely recommend checking that out, uh, especially with the updates that he did. He made a lot of changes to the game. Uh, like I said, I can't speak from the original because I didn't play it a lot, but the, it, it feels very streamlined. And it's got a progression system, which I, I appreciate, as we've talked about. Uh, what, what platforms is this game for? I think it's on PC and Xbox One. I think the PS4 version he was working on, and it should be out in January. Neat. So it's on everything. Um, But the biggest game that I spent... Playing over the holidays, I said I was going to do it. I said I was going to finish this game this year. It's Final Fantasy 15, and I did it. Them credits have well rolled. Done. That game is finished. Well and like Ryan was talking about earlier, I threw that on easy because sure. you know I didn't want to deal with a lot of the garbage in that game. And what's funny is I didn't rush through that game. Like I spent a lot of time doing side quests. Like I think I've uh, got the achievement for like doing 40 side quests. And I still finished that game in 25 hours. Um, That's actually a lot faster than uh, most players, actually. I know, and I was like trying to figure out, I'm like, did I miss a bunch of stuff? Because 
the first six chapters, there's a big open world in that game. Uh, there's a lot of side quests, and I did a bunch of them. Like I said, I probably did about 40, 45 of them. Uh, but once you hit chapters 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, those are very straightforward, and there's not a lot of side stuff to do in the places that you are at in those chapters. Yeah, it goes it goes really quickly. Yeah, so I blasted through like chapters 8 through 12 in like one sitting. Like, it, it really wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on other than the story, which wasn't really all that challenging. There's only one boss fight that I had a real issue with in that game, um, and it wasn't the last boss. The last boss was easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, was it the, uh, the boss before the last boss? No, 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 no. He was easy, too. I didn't have an issue with that. Okay. The, it was earlier in the game. I can't remember what it was. Um but it was the first time I actually had a party member knocked out in a fight. And I can't remember which boss it was. There's one boss in Chapter 14, cause, and, and Chapter 14 where you have to go back to the city, to Insomnia. I'm not spoiling anything that's happening in this game, but you have to go back to Insomnia. Um, that is confusing because I couldn't figure out where the subway was. Like it doesn't point you to where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So I just ran a circle around there, and in that area, there's a like level seventy eight monster. Yeah, and I was perfectly leveled for the end of the game. I was level forty six, so I was you know I was within range of of finishing that game. But that level seventy eight monster, while I'm trying to explore, is kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like Xenoblade Chronicles X all over again. Yeah, because if I as I would run through him through his you know area of attack, like Prompto would get killed. <laughs> of course, Prompto gets killed. Man. Yeah, and I'm like, it's his job. God damn it! So as soon as I get out of the thing, I have to put you know like in a, the elixir on him to get his max HP back up. I'm like, God, you're making me waste all my ma- my elixirs, Prompto. Like seriously, let's let's stop dying. Um, he needs to take the selfie when the level 78 guy is attacking him. He needs, he needs yes. a selfie. Yeah, take another selfie. Um, but I totally agree with everybody. Chapter 13 is an abysmal mess in that game. Yeah. It's not hard. Um, it's just tedious and frustrating because it's so long. Yep, it just keeps going. You know, get clearance 2, get clearance 3, get clearance 4, get clearance 5. Oh, by the way, you just fell all the way back down the elevator shaft, so now you got to start over. <sighs> chapter 13 is a bad chapter in that game. The, the developers have accepted the, the fact that chapter 13 is bad. I'm sure they're going to change that chapter pretty drastically. Yeah, I will be interested to see what they change. Um, I do have to say that the back half of that game, while not as open world as the first half of that game, had a lot of what I want out of Final Fantasy, which is a lot of spectacle, a lot of mm-hmm. you know CGI uh, cutscenes. I have to say that the scene in Altitia, the final boss uh, in that, the end of chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Man, it tugged at me, man, man, man. Did it really? Yeah, I felt bad. Well, I don't want to talk about anything you... specific, but no, no. Obviously, I'm not either. But like, like I felt nothing. Really? Like I'm, I'm, I'm someone that's very easily like emotional when it comes to these kind of things. I'm very empathetic, but I felt literally nothing. Huh. No, I felt bad. Like, because... it, 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 
Yeah, I don't know why. It just they didn't just didn't build up the characters well enough. No, they didn't. They the... didn't build up the character as well as they should have. But I think it was a lot of the. See, I'm trying to dance around it. I think it was a lot of the flashback stuff that made it like, ah, oh, yes. man, like that sucks, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it did suck, sure, but I was like, I felt like I was like, yeah, okay. I gotta say that's, though, that's uh, exactly my reaction. I was like, okay. Yeah, the the boss fight though in chapter nine is. It's pretty big. That was that was my second favorite. My my first favorite is definitely the one right before the final boss. I yeah, really I enjoyed that, that fight, especially the summon you get to call at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. I really enjoyed that. And Square knows how to do an ending. It was, say what you will about the actual story, but the presentation to that ending mm-hmm. that that's a reward for finishing a game, yeah. man. That ending's like fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yeah, the ending ending was good. As much as I'll be the first one to say that the story was a dumpster truck, that ending was pretty well executed. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the ending, and I like how they they just did enough. And I like going back into the world because I I you know, again, not going to spoil anything, but I think I think you look cooler. <laughs> that game also has one of the easiest platinums for a Final Fantasy game ever made. Oh yeah, all I've got to do is go back and clean up my side quests and max out my um oh what do you but the one that I'll miss uh since I put it on easy, there's a secret achievement that I will not get. Because uh, you have to beat a boss on normal, which I did not put it on. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, the the the, I guess, the I boss guess I just got it natural yeah, you'll get it naturally if you just play through the game on normal. But if you play on easy, okay. the the next to the last boss you have to beat on normal. And I think you have to beat him without having a a party member drop during the fight. Okay. So, but I'll never I'll never get that one. But that's okay because I can clean up the rest of them. Because I actually want to go back into that world once they patch it to see what they've changed. Because uh, they said yeah, they were, they were... I'm actually. The uh, the pro pass that they're trying to do should be coming out in like after January, right? Yeah. Along with the added content stuff. So yeah, hopefully that'll be good. I went ahead and picked up the season pass because um, I got a really awesome ring in the holiday bundle that takes away mm-hmm. the stamina bar, so I don't have to keep playing the active reload mini game. So. And uh, there's also a ring in there that you can put on that uh, when you cast a spell, it doesn't hurt your party. Which is really Oh, nice. that's pretty handy, actually. Yeah. Because my spells decimate everyone in my party whenever I cast it. So, and they also said, they also confirmed that the DLC would let you play as Ariana. Or, how do you say her name? Aranea, I think. Aranea, yeah. And I really liked her in that game. I want She's to pl- cool. I want to play uh, there's as a, her. There's a glitch that allows her to be a permanent party member in your team. Oh man, that's fun. She's she was cool in that dungeon. That was a cool dungeon, by the way. The the, the water. Above yeah, that you. was that was a good dungeon. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm happy. I finished Final Fantasy 15 in 2016. So that was my big game I played outside there you of go. Madden. So you, I know you've been anticipating knowing what game was coming out this week. Are you ready? Yes, please. The first release of 2017. MX versus ATV Supercross Encore 2017 Official Track Edition. Hold on. I'm I'm pre-ordering it on all the platforms as you speak. Yes. 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 That is out this week. 
Um, wow. What, what a time to be alive. Yeah, right? You know that uh, Van Helsing game, <clears throat> which I also played quite a bit of, the free one that's on Xbox One? Death Trap. That is a cool game. If you have an Xbox One, you should download it. What game's this? It's uh, the World of Van Helsing Death Trap. It's the game with gold for Xbox One for the first half of January. It actually launched. Oh, I haven't tried that yet, obviously. Yeah, it, it uh, actually launched Friday, so it's not technically 2017 release, even though it's free in the month of January. Uh, but it is an action RPG slash tower defense hybrid. Okay. It's really good. You should go get it. Uh, it's up to four player oh, co-op. Okay. Um, and I actually played a bunch with K Dub over the holiday. Had a Who? lot of fun. You know, Justin, that one guy. Who? <laughs> we're, we're also playing Portal 2, which is on sale on Xbox. Uh, that co-op campaign is great. This is my second time through. I love that co-op. Actually, it's my third time through because I beat it on PS3 and Xbox 360. <clears throat> but it's been five years since I finished it, so all the puzzles are fresh to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through it again uh, with him. And we finished three of the five chambers, and then there's the DLC we can do. So, makes your brain hurt. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, uh, sure. really well designed. Yeah, <clears throat> that <clears throat> that game was in the second week of uh, sales on Xbox. It was like six bucks, which the sale is still on while you're listening to this. And I cannot stress this enough. Catherine is on sale for the Xbox 360 for $2.99. Wow, go get that bad boy. Go buy that game. Wait, how much? $2.99. On what what platform? 360, and it's backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Oh, okay. You should buy that game. It's so good. You should, you should buy that game and then play it with your girlfriend and or fiancé. Yeah, no, you should not It'll do that. It'll be a good time. You should not do that. <laughs> Do it. Don't do, do that. It. Don't, don't do, do that. it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do that. Do it. I mean, you can play do the it. multiplayer. I only give the best advice. Um, no, yeah. that's, 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 yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that uh, conversation, you know. Well, whatever, just go play that game. It's really good. News for the week. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, games with gold. For the month of January, you get The Cave and Rayman Origins on Xbox 360. On Xbox One, you get The World of Van Helsing, Death Trap, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I swear to God, I forgot the other one. I'm sorry, I have to look it up. I already own it, so I can't remember. Captain Google's not here. Uh, Killer Instinct so, you know. Season 2 Ultra Edition. Okay. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah, because they gave away Season 1 last year. So yeah. Season 2 this year. Um, so, good month, gotta say. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for the month. I just had this list. Uh, here we go. So, the PlayStation Plus games for the month are uh, Day of the Tentacle Remastered. Uh, this War of Mine, The Little Ones, Titan Souls, and The Swindle. All of those work on PS4. Uh, Titan Souls and The Swindle will also be... Um, or no, Titan Souls will be Vita. 
alongside uh, Day of the Tentacle. Uh, and Swindle is on PS3 and PS4. And then PS3 owners also get As Kind 2. I've never heard of that game. Uh, and also Blaze Rush, I, whatever I that is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know those two, but uh, I will say that Titan Souls is very underrated. I played it, I reviewed it, I loved it. It's like, the Souls name is there for a good reason. It's a game that's made to be difficult and challenging. It's not one of those games where you kind of button mash. Like, you basically have a bow and arrow. That's your weapon. And when you miss with that one arrow, you have, you go pick it up. You, and then you shoot it again. So you, every shot counts. Uh, you have to really be on the lookout for your, uh, the, the enemies, like the patterns and stuff like that. Really be very quick. But it's, it's really fun. Well designed game I want to play. And also, I, I actually never played Day of the Tentacle, even though I, I like adventure games. So I'm actually looking forward to playing it. Um, and what was the other game that was coming out? For... Alongside? No, was it Day of the Tentacle and then it was something else, right? Uh, for the PS4, it's Day of the Tentacle and the, this War of Mine, the Little Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never played that one either. I think I played maybe the first one a little bit, but I never played the little one. That's like the DLC along on top of the main game. So those two games mm. I'm actually going to download and play, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's nice. Good stuff. Um, Mario Kart 64 came to the Wii U Virtual Console. Over the holidays, which is the most right. argued game in the history of that series, it's either the best or the worst, depending on who you ask. Why would it be the worst? A lot of people call it the worst Mario Kart that's ever been made, and I, I'm like, really? I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine. I can, I can, I can see the argument for not being the best because I think I like the Super Nintendo. Oh one yeah, the most. Super Nintendo is the best one. Well, that's not an argument. That's just fact. Well, that's that's our <laughs> argument, but uh, like I can see why. I, yeah, I don't get it. Why is it the worst one? I don't know. I play the GameCube one. I play the the Wii one. I think one. Double Dash yeah, is the worst one. I agree with. Oh, that Double Dash is my favorite. I, I hate Double really? Dash. Mm. I really don't, I don't like, like Double it Dash. <clears throat> uh, Windows Ten is a, is reportedly getting a game mode that would improve game performance on games in Windows Ten. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be called DirectX 12, except people weren't using it properly. <laughs> Stupid fucking Microsoft Windows uh, to do their own stuff. Sony is saying that there's a bunch of amazing games coming in 2017, and the Bloodborne dev teases ambitious... Pro- that is the most, like, ambivalent news I've ever reported. There are, quote, amazing games coming in 2017, and there are, quote, ambitious titles coming from the Bloodborne dev. Ah. Uh, the, the amazing titles are there for sure, because 2017 is fucking stacked. Oh, it is, absolutely, Sony, but sure. I hate I hate ambivalent, like, we have amazing games coming. Yeah, yeah. Am- ambitious titles. Ambitious titles mm, from the developer of Bloodborne. That means nothing. You know what's exciting that yeah, I just thought what? about? In less than two weeks, we're going to be having a conversation about that Nintendo Switch, because all the details will be out. Oh, yeah. That system comes out in two months. It's pretty wild. Two. We're going to know all the details in two weeks. I know. I'm so excited for that system. 
Here's a crazy one. You ready for this? This is what you did not think would be the first game announced in 2017. Double Dragon 4. Oh, I saw a trailer for that. I was yep. like, I, I didn't know what I was looking at for a while. <laughs> it's but coming. apparently it is a new Dragon, Double Dragon game. It's coming wow. at the end of this month. And it is wow! It is old school <laughs> pixelated 2D made by a bunch of the people that made the original Double Dragon. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm always down for a good beat 'em up. So, but I, I, it bloody well should have fucking multiplayer online though, because the recent beat 'em up that I played have not had multiplayer online, and that sucks. So. Are you ready to give Kojima a bunch more money, even though he hasn't even shown you a game yet? Why? What we? What's happened? There's a five He's foot. For money. There's a five foot statue of that creepy soldier dude from the game. It's two thousand dollars. <laughs> it's what? not even. It's not even life size. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Is is Kojima is Kojima running the biggest long con in the history of video games right now? <laughs> I, I gotta know this because he's selling it's statues. All a con. He's selling statues for a game he hasn't even shown any gameplay of. For it's a statue of his company's logo. For two thousand dollars. Oh, you're talking about the the logo. I thought you were talking about the the guy from um, the Death Stranding trailer. Oh God, Norman no, Reedus. Uh, Is it... <laughs> Norman Reedus. No, it's, it's a it's... giant. It's a giant naked Norman Reedus statue. No, that no. statue would sell like hotcakes. It's a giant statue of Guill- lupus, Guillermo it? del Toro. Is it named Lupus or Lupin? Ludens, like the cough drop. <laughs> Ludens. Okay. He named the statue <laughs> after a cough drop. What is wrong with him? I don't know. I can't. I can't do this he's, anymore. He's centric. I can't. No, I can't do this anymore. Nah, man. I'm sorry. It's 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 fine, Ken. You made Metal Gear Solid. You love Metal Gear Solid. I do love Metal love Gear Solid, it. but that was back in 1998. Okay, <laughs> this is 26. This is 2017. Is he the George? Is he the George Lucas of game development? He is. Like, he's directing The Phantom Menace right now. I don't even know what's going on. <sighs> Man, you're going to get a lot of hate for that. I get a lot of hate hey, every you week. Know, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, what What? What doesn't matter that he's selling, like, a statue? It's not like he's making, like, a billion of them to try to make, you know, a lot of money out of it. It's just like a novelty. No, he's you made 150 I mean? like, of them. I don't so... even see this as any kind of... That's stupid. That, that's like not even that many. That's stupid. <laughs> so are fucking figures and statues that come in collector boxes. When people buy them, people love them. And, and I've said they're stupid. But you know what? A collector's yeah, edition is eighty nine ninety nine. This thing is two thousand dollars. Nah, it's collector's editions with statues in them are usually a lot more expensive than that. No, How much was the Battlefield one, like 200 No, you buy it at GameStop yeah. like six months after it came out on clearance for thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, that's <coughs> the way to go, but people are dumb. <coughs> they buy games, uh, you know, at launch, pre-order them, so you don't have to worry about it. So what you're saying is that you're going to pre-order the statue for yourself, Ken. Nope. How many did you buy? Did you buy three or four? I did not buy any. I'm not buying any of his shit. Oh yeah, nope. Not buying his statues. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. 
Well, cr- Chrome just crashed on me. Oh, Ken. The prospect of owning so many Hideo Kojima memorabilia has crashed his computer. Yep. So excited. I had it all in my cart, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just buy, just buy all of them on stock, man, and just just resell them. You'll make you'll make millions for sure. Um, I'm trying to go through. <clears throat> Excuse me. You all right, there? I don't know. I I haven't talked this much in like two weeks, so my throat's mm. my throat's a little up. Um, so some Twitter. I'm just gonna do Twitter because all the emails are about how Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And we're <laughs> yeah, that that conversation's over with now. Uh, although I do what have, have to. I, what have I done? I have to send a shout out to. Uh, let me find his name. Um, Pfeiffer, uh, Dave, uh, who tweeted us a picture that he created in Photoshop. Which, if you've not seen this picture, it is epic in it, so many ways. It is a culmination of 2016 M4G radio memes in one picture. It, it is, is glorious. It is. There's so much detail in it that if you don't pay attention, you will miss some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will. I will attach it to the show notes for this week. Awesome. I'm uh, seeing it. It's it's bloody brilliant. Like almost every square inch of this picture is a meme from this show. Yep. Awesome. Down to the time on the clock. <laughs> That's how I had to point that out to Drew because he didn't notice at first. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Like, it took me a minute to see the chicken, the rooster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. And there's that dumb poster. Of me yeah, the there's back. the poster in the background, which is beautiful. I love that. The, the, the Mountain Dew and the Doritos on the table. It's just, just, mm-hmm. it's just perfect. I'll put it in the show notes. You gotta see it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. The fact that ni- he, nice nice foot footnote for 2016. Yeah, the fact that he created that is just oh man, I, I'm like humbled. I'm schmumbled by that. Uh, J- Jaded Gamer sent us a tweet that says it's kind of ridiculous how you'll snub Digital Foundry for not re-reviewing after patches. Do you folks do that? Glass houses. <laughs> Uh, this is when we're talking about Digital Foundry and you were talking about how they don't do the the videos after the patch I don't know my feelings on Digital Foundry are very well documented I think they're there just for just for what they're there for which is it's nice that that information is there but it's not used for what it's supposed to be used for but you can't you can't blame the knife for stabbing people. No, no, no. but I but I can not like them just like people don't like Metacritic because they think it's what causes developers not to get you know bonuses. It's not Metacritic that does that, jackasses. It's the publishers. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, this thank you for whatever me. that is. Let's stop that <laughs> right now. What was that? <laughs> what that wasn't me. <laughs> that's my not my bed. Not my bed. What? Uh, was I, don't, that? I didn't even hear it. I didn't. I didn't know what happened. Hashtag not my beard. Oh my god. Hashtag not my beard. <laughs> I don't, I've never had a beard, so I'm, I'm on the clear. Um, I yeah, I don't know what that was, but it sounded like, I don't know, it was rustling of some sort, or like static. Yeah, it sounded like something was about to explode, is what it sounded like. Weird. Uh, anyway, 
Yeah. I I'm I'm not getting into this conversation about this topic. I'm just I'm just not. It's it's fine. It's I, fine. I, just, I get it. It's I fine. I I said my piece last week. Well, last 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 week. Everybody who loves their digital foundry articles, don't be mad because I don't like them. That's all I can say. Um, Mookie says so. In honor of pissing John W. off this Christmas, mm-hmm. I'll be watching Die Hard. No, that's your choice. <laughs> Great movie. You know, I rewatched that movie recently as well. Just, I watched just it for Trump was America's choice. I watched for Christmas because it was my Christmas in my Christmas repertoire. Yeah, that movie has aged terrifically. It has like all the humor, all the action. I just just a fantastic movie still to this day. Reginald Amazing. Reginald Vell Johnson is still brilliant. He's he's one of the greats. Um, what's this? What's this? Uh, Blue Apple Blue wants to know. Um, with three new jobs and a new expansion coming next year, have you thought about seeking help from the community to get the Heaven's Ward? You know, I installed that game and and re-upped a subscription, and I haven't went back to it since that first time I played it. <laughs> Maybe you got your fill, and now you're over it. Uh, no, it, you know what Maybe it I is. You, you know what it is. The the only mission that I have open that I can do is a dungeon, and that requires a serious commitment. And every time I think about playing it, I'm like, well, I've got to do this dungeon, which is probably like an hour and a half to two hours that I got to do. So it's not that Are I, dungeons really that long in fourteen. If once you get they, they get longer the further you get into the game. Huh. They're like they're long. like giant puzzles. They're like giant four player puzzles that you've got to solve. So, unless you've got somebody okay. in your party that knows the dungeon already, then yeah, I know the um, okay. What was it? Was it Bahamut? I think the Bahamut dungeon took me probably about ninety minutes. Mm, wow. So. But uh, Ken, you you up the uh, subscription cost uh, any day that you're not playing the game, you're wasting money, buddy. Wasting yeah, it. I know. I'd be upset if I had paid for the, the sixty days that I have, but you know, I have friends. <laughs> yep. That's all I'll say. Uh, Mookie says, "I really understand why some people love Doom, but those gore just terrifies me, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm pussing out as I get older." No, this that, that gore, um, gore is not for everybody. Yeah, it's. I think it's weirder that we're all desensitized to it. Honestly, like we should be more terrified of gore. We're the weird ones. You're you're not. You're perfectly fine, dude. Like gore's gore's weird. Gore's yeah. bad. Here is a very interesting question, and I have to give props to who sent it in. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says, when gaming podcasts talk about deaths in 2016. They only remember artists and actors. When do you think we'll have a death worthy to mention? Who is the who is more famous than Satoru Iwata? Ken Kutaragi, John Romero. You know. That's a good question because you know when we talk about that, it's always about celebrities and, and musicians and things like that. Hmm. So is he saying when's there going to be a gaming death that's worthy of mention? Well, yeah, like who is big enough that they would be mentioned in the same breath as like a David Bowie or a Prince or something like that? Oh, Miyamoto. Yeah, 
I could see Bill, Ko- Bill Gates, Kojima? even though he's not. I don't really associate him with gaming. Nah, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. He's not. He's not a gaming gaming figure at all, though. But he ho- uh, but he owns the company. No, that makes no, he's a game system. Yeah, but but they they won't. That won't be what the news that will say will be. You know, that'll be a side note in the. He created Windows. He did a lot for charity. This that, and the other. It'll be, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you know, the Xbox comes under the Microsoft stuff, but mainstream news won't focus on that. It'll only be the the, the gaming uh, community that will. Yeah, I, I think you're right with the Miyamoto. I think that'll probably be the biggest one. Yeah, everyone will. Everyone and their mothers know Mario, whether they know gaming or not. You know, mm. uh, Zelda yeah. and all that stuff. It's, it's become iconic. To our our form, not just as a indiv- individual game, but as the basic face of the entire property itself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario is a poster boy for gaming. It's, it's mm-hmm. that, that's the way. It Remember is. the uh, the Olympics? How they did the transition to Japan? Everyone recognized Mario, whether they knew yeah. gaming or not. So yeah, yeah. I think that's it. that's the figure to look at. Except they won't call. They'll, they'll say Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, so everybody will understand who it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that, then, then everyone will know, you know. Everyone will know. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing about the internet and the celebrity death in general is that we had a lot in 2016 for sure. And it is sad, you know, whenever someone dies that uh, either is taken well before their time or, uh, you, know, we, you know, they have impacted a lot of different lives. But I think people also kind of try to gravitate towards these kind of like bandwagons to some degree like certain like celebrity deaths like i get it yeah it's sad and these people have impacted your life in some way but i feel like it's, it's it seems as so far as people are also attention whoring you know kind of picking picking backing off of the celebrity death and i don't like seeing that stuff personally what frustrates me more is um, this is is the people that have a go at people like that or or, or whine about a celebrity death to create controversy mm-hmm. um it happens as a as a celebrity in the uk well celebrity <laughs> um this woman called katie hopkins and she was uh made famous for being on the one of the first series of the apprentice uh, the uk version and she's very outspoken and she says things to get a rise out of people it's the only way that she's famous now uh, is that she stares, says stuff on twitter that basically pisses people off immensely and she done a nice little tweet that got people right right riled up after carrie fisher's death now uh you know she's absolutely taken for our time and she is beloved by a lot of people because a lot of people grew up with those movies um and the passion that those people have is generally quite intense um and she decided to put a tweet out because she has a radio show uh in london and she put a tweet out about saying how she's gonna have to take calls and talk about flowers and tea cakes because of it and that upset a lot but that's what annoys me i you know it's yeah people get affected by the the deaths um and yeah you're right they some people do go a bit overboard on twitter but i can forgive that it's the people that then use that to further their own um, voice on, on Twitter, and they take a stance specifically knowing that they're going to upset a lot of people, and then the row then causes uh, or generates um, uh, uh, f- focus for them, and that that that's what annoys me the most. Yeah, it uh, it definitely goes both ways, um, certainly, 
And the thing about it is that people process grief in various different ways, and I can mm. I can understand that. But the thing about it is that because you're not able to really kind of see transparently which people are you know experiencing real grief and which people are yeah. you know not, that's you're why just I reading never... it on the screen. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. that's why I never bring it up. But it feels to me that like there are you know there are a lot of cases where people do. Uh, do that in certain ways and, and to me like i don't know celebrity doesn't i don't i don't put celebrities in general in like a pedestal uh, like even people i can certainly respect them admire their work certainly but i don't think they're any better human beings than the people no that. but there are certain instances especially this year when you've had people like carrie fisher david bowie mm-hmm. um they people uh prince as well they have contributed a lot to their um, respective careers uh, or, or sure. professions, and and you know, especially someone like David Bowie's been going so long, has you know, a, a massive adoring fans. Um, to see him taken so young, uh, you know, in his fifties, um, it, it does hit a lot of people. But yeah, I, I agree. There are probably people on Twitter that you know are probably playing to it a little bit, and you can't tell. You you can't tell. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's. I mean, it's sad that Prince died. Absolutely, it's sad that David Bowie died. It's sad that George Michael died. Um, the Carrie Fisher thing hit me more than any of those. Um, and I haven't felt that bad since Ron William died. But they are two actors that I had grown up with. And, you know, they're, through their films, I'd had a connection with their characters and the, the, the roles that they portrayed. And that, you know, it's... And there's a, like a celebrity, um, you guys won't know him, but in, in the UK, very famous um, comedian called uh, Ronnie Corbett. It was part of a, a, a 80s, 70s and 80s double act, the two Ronnies. And, and uh, I remember growing up distinctly watching their shows and that hit me quite hard as well. It's, but again, it's only because I had the experiences I had with those celebrities and entertainers and it affected my childhood. And of course, I'm going to have an, uh, that's going to affect me when they die. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. And you don't want to speak um, ill of people who are, um, you know, affected by these deaths. But again, I'm happy for those to, people to go on and, and do what they need to do. Um, I just don't like those other people who use that to further their own agendas and, and make themselves heard um, attention seekers because they're, they're, they're they're trolling essentially, and and mm-hmm. you don't that you know trolling is one thing, and the internet's rife with that, especially Twitter. But trolling over somebody's death is not appropriate in any way. Right. <sighs> okay, let's move on to something a little more lighthearted. This is 2017, okay? This is 2017. <laughs> Hell yeah! Adam tweets in 2016 the sequel. Uh, Adam from. Uh... NZ writes in to say, well, I guess if the Green Arrow thinks so, it must be true. And it's a screen cap from one of the episodes of Arrow where the Green Arrow says, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Nice. And then he says, this tweet was brought to you by, and takes a picture of the Samsung logo. Brought to you by Samsung. Samsung! I've got a Samsung. Everybody's got a Samsung. <laughs> Nivek says, "Happy New Year! Big year for big games this year." And damn right it is. Oh yeah. Whew. Kicking off really early as well with Resident Evil. That's MX this month. versus That's ATV Unleashed. Month. 
Well, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, how can I forget that one? <laughs> My apologies. I'm pumped for For Honor next month. Yeah, For Honor was wow, cool. Christ, yeah, that's... Do we know anything in regards to Ghost Recon Wildlands? Because that's gone real quiet. That was meant to be March this year. It still is, I think. So oh, okay. right now, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Anthony says, hope you all had a good New Year's. Uh, just got finished Tomb Raider, and I'm currently playing ReCore, and 2016 was a great year. Uh, so what games did you guys try to cram in before the year ended? I think we already wrapped yeah, that we, up. Yeah, we just talked about them, yeah. Uh, King XAD says, what's the cast's New Year's resolution for 2017? Will Drew get grumpier? My money is on yes, he will. Thoughts on the subject? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. that's, that's an well, aggressive I mean, thing. Somebody's got to take Killer Wolverine's place because he ain't showing up. No. I'll tell you what, you want to have some fun? You want to see Justin get really mad? Play Overwatch with him for an hour. Of course, <laughs> of course, that would. I kind of would like to see like the the stuff that you're telling me about. Like, I want to see how mad he gets. That, oh, that'd be kind of entertaining for me. It's it's fun. <laughs> like, I, I'll just I'll just sit there smiling, watching. Sometimes I'm like, all right, okay. Uh, how 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 many times does he yell out bullshit? Oh in the man, in, in the course of a match <laughs> or a night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love, I love. Playing. I have a friend very similar to that when we're playing Call of Duty. They're cheating. Oh, for God, that's not possible. And he just screams. It's so funny. It's like, no, they're not cheating. It's just we're not very good. I try to explain <laughs> that to him. I try to explain to him that most people are better than we are. We just play a lot, so we're, you know, we're being matchmaked with people who are really high level. Because right now I'm like a level yeah. 183. Jesus. So I'm getting matched with people who are really pretty good, you know? <laughs> I got matched, we got matched with a party last night that was on the other team. Um, and one guy was a level 600, he was a silver. And his teammates were 543 and 3 something. Uh, it's, it's not it's not the levels that I'm worried about. Like whenever I go into a match and I see some really exceptional players, I often go into the career uh, details and see like what rank competitive rank they got. And every time I play like solo queue, it's just master, diamond, grandmaster player, top 500, and it's it's tough, man. It's hard to win in situations like that when you're up against those people. Yeah, I mean, there's been matches where I thought we were gonna get you know wrecked. But then, I, I prefer to play with people who know what they're doing, because last night, we were getting matched with people who were, like, level 13 and level 20, and, man, they don't know what to do, and, you know, Dustin's getting, like, mad at him, and I'm like, remember how we played at level 13, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, this guy's trying to play Tracer at level 13, that's, that's probably not going to fly too well, you know? He's gonna die a lot. He he don't quite get it yet. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, everyone was new at some point. Yeah. Uh, he also says, "What are your most anticipated games for 2017?" You can't say Injustice Two, Ken. My personal one is Mass Effect Andromeda. Well, then I can't tell you my most anticipated game for 2017. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't rip that away from the man. You know, you knew the answer right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, my one I... would be Persona. Yeah, I, me too. Persona's for definitely mine, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got more. I mean, Mass Effect is a big one for me. Uh, Nier is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I know there's more. Uh, Red Dead, obviously, I'm a big fan of Red Dead. So, I, there's a lot yeah. of games. Let's that's, face it, that's are, that's not 2017 though. Let's face it. Eh, I, I, it is right now, so I can call it anticipated until they delay it, which <laughs> I expect them to delay it. Is Ryan still this... there? Oh yeah, I'm still here. Oh okay, I just hadn't heard from you. Yeah, I'm still here. So, what about you? Most anticipated for 2017? Yeah. Um, it would be Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, For Honor. Yeah. Um, it's not Too Human Two. It's not Too Human Two. Um, no, I've given okay. up. I've given up hope that that one's actually going to come next year. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Realistic. Realistic. I like it. Um. What else? Uh, the Switch in general. Oh yeah. Uh, really oh yeah. To. Super Mario Switch. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. I forgot Zelda. Um, yeah, you Birth forgot Zelda. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all of those. Oh, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh God, yeah, I uh, forgot about that too. You forgot about the South Park Fractured Butthole as well, Oh, Karen. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you're looking forward to that game. Also, Ken, you forgot about Dre. I did. Mm, he did. Motherfuckers keep thinking I forgot about Dre. I mean... Don't you forget about Dre. <laughs> but, like, even looking at fe- February and January, there's so many good games coming out. Like I said, we got Gravity Rush 2, Dragon Quest 8, Yakuza 0, Resident Evil 7, Tales of Berseria, Neo, For Honor... The Berserk game, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's all January to February. That's a a crazy list of games. I haven't finished my games for 2016. (laughs) You better get cracking. The last tweet says, Finally, what is your best gaming-related memory slash moment? Mine was on Christmas Day 1998 with my first PlayStation 1 and the Metal Gear Solid 1 demo disc. Man, that takes that's a good back. question. You know, uh, I have to say, I, I uh, when I was younger, I used to play games with a buddy of mine. Like on the weekends, you know, we were out of school, so we'd take Friday and Saturday night and just pound through games. And I remember yeah. pounding through the original Tomb Raider in a weekend. Dude, you have no idea how freaking hard that first game was. <laughs> yeah, very hard. And, Even the second one was pretty hard, honestly. Yeah, and just getting through that game, like, like back in the day when you had time to waste doing stuff, like, there's no way I could do Tomb Raider today. Because you had to, like, count steps. Yeah. To make a <laughs> yeah, jump. Yeah, in order to make jumps. Yeah. yeah you, had to have, you had to be the right number of steps away from the ledge. Oh, my God. This, the, the trial and error that we went through that weekend to do that is just, good Lord. Yeah. But yeah, that's either that or the same guy uh, over a weekend trying to figure out all of the fatalities in uh, Eternal Champions for the Sega CD. Nice. Yeah, I've got uh, a bunch, uh, but a lot of mine, I, I mean, playing GoldenEye, four-player, yeah. yeah. with mm. local co-op with friends, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, a friend of mine and I had once a marathon match um, between Bill Goldberg and Bret Hart in uh, WCW NWO Revenge on the N64. 
that went an hour. <laughs> uh, to the point, we played so much of that game. This is going to sound really funny, but we played so much of that game that we started getting blisters on our thumbs yep. from rubbing back and forth across the controller. Mm-hmm. So we put we wrapped uh, socks, like tube socks, around our thumbs so that uh, we could keep playing and not bleed. Um, uh, neither, I, I, I like the dedication, Ryan. N- neither of us remembers, by the way, who won that match—the sixty-minute match. Um, but uh, that was that was one of my one of my favorites. Halo um, Two with you guys. I, I don't know, so many. Yeah, Halo Two. That was a lot of fun. We played. Those there were good s- times. Uh, there were so another many one of my of us, yeah. uh, uh, favorite. Another one of my favorite memories is uh, <laughs> the Nightcrawler Thriller Dance from <laughs> X Men Legends Two. Uh, <laughs> that thing I've went never on, laughed so hard in my life. That went on way too long. Just, Nightcrawler sneaking animation in that game is he puts both his hands up in front of him like claws mm-hmm. and like sneaks forward. He tiptoes and yeah. it looks like. Yeah, it looks like the zombie dance from Thriller, <laughs> and uh, randomly through, <laughs> throughout that game, we it, it would be you know we'd be really serious trying to beat something, and then all of a sudden the Thriller dance would start. Somebody would uh, take somebody some... would be, yeah somebody would be making the song. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's... Oh. you know like. Gaming has been such a prominent part of my life. There's like you guys, you said like there's so many moments, but I think the one that I I think of in this specific moment is um when I finished Final Fantasy VI for the first time, well Final Fantasy III for the first time. This was like way back when I. What happened is that I actually started playing Final Fantasy VI when I was at a sleepover at my cousin's house, and I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I had a Genesis. You know, you didn't. When you're a kid, you don't have money, and uh, you don't you don't want to own both systems usually. So I begged him. I begged him to let me borrow his Super Nintendo for a week, so I could be I could be Final Fantasy VI. So I brought it home, and I basically just I basically went to town on that game. I played like like sixty hours in like four days or something like that, and I beat it. And that moment when I was just kind of sitting through the credits as that like magnum opus of a oh credits song is playing throughout every single like character theme and the little book sprite is turning you know just like just like a, a feeling of contentment you know it's like happiness you feel like you just accomplished something you feel like this is something that you're not gonna forget and it rings true because i still haven't forgotten you know all those years ago even though I've beaten that game many more times afterwards, that first moment when I was like sitting alone like, on like the, on the bed with that like medium sized CRT TV, just listening to the song and just like watching the credits roll, is such an emotional moment. Loved it. I I've mentioned this on the show before, but um, uh, legitimately, I you know, I after um after I had my wisdom teeth out, I played a lot of Shinmu. And mm-hmm. ate a lot of ramen noodles because I couldn't eat much else. <laughs> nice. And uh, so to this day, this is not a joke. To this day, um, every time I eat ramen noodles, the smell reminds me of Shinmu. <laughs> That's a strong association. I like yeah. it. Uh, what, what about you, John? You're, you're quiet about this. Yeah, I can't remember anything. I'm old. 
Seriously? You don't you've been gaming for like thirty years and you can't remember like one great moment? Uh no, not really. I can't wow. to be fair, because uh although I do remember one uh the moment I got uh Commodore sixty four my dad had bought me for it for Christmas. Yeah, and awesome. just yeah, that was something special because it was like I'd had a Spectrum forty eight K and that was a massive leap up and it was just the amount of time I spent. It bought me a few games with it, I think um Oh, which ones did he buy? I actually can't. I can't remember. See, that's the thing. I can't remember much. Yeah, I, my I memory has faded. That. Yeah, I was. You know, I think I was sort of twelve or thirteen at the time, and that was pretty awesome. And uh, another one was spending the amount of time I spent with my friend. One, he had a Mega Drive. I didn't. And uh, Streets of Rage. The amount oh. of Streets of Rage we just oh, sat in the bedroom floor, the and best. it was. Yeah, hours upon hours we would spend just absolutely loving it. And then we'd get in the, 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 the you know, the old cockfight of two, both of our characters attacking each other. It was amazing. <laughs> you got, if he hits you, you got to hit him back once, you know, it's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, that's, that's, that's the, the rules. rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So rules. many great moments in gaming, man. Like, Dims I, I, could, I, could, I could do a whole show, go hours about just moments in gaming in my life. I could probably go it's, hours. Uh, very about... enriching. Starcraft moments, personally. Yeah, nice. Uh, Four or five hundred hours in that game. I'm fine. I'm fine. Seems to be overtaken by Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still it's about halfway there. It's about halfway there. Yeah, the game's only been out what seven months. <laughs> I just broke. I I broke two hundred hours this week. So Jesus Christ! Right. Ouch. Nah, that's the best. That's the best forty bucks. You know. Yeah, that's holy sh! How much? How much is that per hour that you're paying for? It ain't much in now. terms of <laughs> in terms of content. It gets like, less and less every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's some value there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've I've got my money's worth out of that game. I, I paid twenty six dollars for movie tickets the other other night for the uh, was it Dolby Cinema thing. Really, really, you know, nice seats for two hours of entertainment for $26. So that's $13 an hour. Yeah. Uh, compare that to something like, what, 260 hours that I have on Overwatch for for 40 Yeah. 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 That, that, uh, gaming. What, what entertainment. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, that's it. That's the first show of the year. It is what it is. Um, next week... It. Get your lists. Oh, be... uh, do we do we decide on a on a date for when we want to record this stuff? Well, or we gotta figure out who's gonna be on what show and if Drew's even gonna be able to do it. We'll figure that out this week. But the game of the year is happening next week. Oh yeah. So oh. get your lists trimmed down to 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 no more than ten. You can do your your honorable mentions and all that fun stuff, but. Uh, and you know, if you're like Jason, you you have your top three that you played. <laughs> I saw a commercial for this game, so it's number three. <laughs> yeah, it counts. It counts. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing our top ten lists next week. Uh, should be two shows. We'll see how it pans out. We'll see if Drew can actually make a show. Oh, he's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure he will. I'm 2017. Sure. We're talking about it before. His, his, his attendance report in 2017 is terrible. 
zero percent. Zero. Zero percent. Why, why is he even the coolest? Dude? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but that's it. If you want to shoot us an email, it's a podcast at ztgd.com. Please send us your top ten. Um, we will definitely check those out. And also, if you want to tweet them at us, it is at N4G Podcast. If you want to follow us individually, Jay is at Botterside Jay, John is at John WUK, and Ryan is at R Wombold. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD. The site should be back up this week with some reviews and some podcasts. I don't know what Drew's next Phoenix Down game is, but Danganronpa... It is... Mass Effect 2, because okay. we'll be start- I'm on that one, so we're, we're starting that this week. I think he's looking to record next week. Okay, well there you go. Danganronpa is done. All the episodes are up on the site, so go listen to those. And look forward to the year of Mass Effect, because there's a new Mass yeah, we're, Effect. I, I think our plan is to try and get through 2 and 3 before 4 comes out, so um, it's on schedule for that. Schedule? Schedule. Schedule? Schedule. Nobody? Okay. Schedule? Schedule? No, nobody, nobody. Dracula, Dracula, Dracula doesn't love me. No, yeah. no. I, I told you, I have that. that I have not watched that movie. I love that movie. You need to watch that movie, John. It's hilarious. Yeah. This conversation has been had several times on this show, and I still haven't watched it. That's so. because yeah. he's a miserable Brit. So you are, indeed. You are in the closet. <laughs> Open the door and come out. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, I need to go find a copy of that movie somewhere. Yeah. Renfield, I'm eating wine and drinking chicken. Or no, no, backwards. <laughs> eating, drinking wine and eating chicken. Uh, yeah. But that's it. That's your first show of 2017. Next week, we'll divulge the lists that you will all disagree with. The top 10 games of 2016. There you go. I'm done.